You're listening to Meet the RIA. In this special podcast edition of the show, you'll get expert insight from some of the top registered investment advisors in the country. Here's your host, Jenna Dagenhart, and today's special guest, Mike Lamena, Chief Executive Officer of Wealthspire Advisors. Hello and welcome to Meet the RIA. Joining us now is Mike Lamina, Chief Executive Officer at Wellspire Advisors, which has been ranked a top 25 RIA by Barron's. Mike, it's great to have you back. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, and Mike, we've been seeing a lot of M&A in the REA industry. Could you help break that down for us? Sure. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of activity. I think concerns around you know changes in treatment to capital gains have gotten a lot of RIA um, principles, leaders that may have been thinking, but not sure about whether to pursue uh, exploring a transaction to explore things. There's a ton of private equity money backing firms that, um, you know, are looking to, you know, build scale uh, in the RIA industry. So it's definitely very active. Um, From our perspective, um, you know, we're never going to be the highest frequency uh, acquirer. We're very strategic in evaluating opportunities. So the good news is there's a lot of um, you know firms in motion, a lot of people interested in having conversations, and we love being in a position where we can kind of find the right firms where uh, there's a cultural fit, a business fit, and and we realize that the combinations of firms will ultimately increase value proposition and clients, um, and increase opportunities for the the team members involved. So you know we've kind of got a strong filter. Um, but definitely a lot of activity in the space, and we're, we're clearly participating in it. Yes, and uh, it's interesting. I was just hosting a registered investment advisor on the show who said, it's a great time to be a seller. What about being a buyer? And what's been Wellspire's approach to M&A? Could you share a little more? Sure. I mean, it's definitely competitive. Um, there's a lot of firms uh, that are involved in processes. They've got great investment banks that are helping them navigate it. So it is definitely very, very competitive uh, to be a buyer in this space. Uh, at the end of the day, though, I, I think the the opportunities are, are much beyond just the transaction. When we think about combining with a firm, because our model is full integration, it's really about a much longer term vision as to, you know, is the combination going to re- re- release value, increase value proposition for the end client? and increase the opportunity set for employees. So with a much longer time horizon, um, I I think we've got the right strategic perspective uh, to navigate um, options. But there's a a lot of uh, activity. We're an eager participant in it. Um, But I think you gotta be disciplined as a buyer to make sure um, you're, you're valuing businesses the right way. And it really is the right strategic combination. And I think that's where our funnel tends to get narrow pretty quickly, especially because we're focused on full integration. We're not interested in making economic investments in firms and having them as standalone entities you know, or in a loose confederation. We're really looking for strategic opportunities to bring talented people into the fold of what we're building at Wellspire, which is you know, a scaled national leading RIA. So, you know, it's it's definitely active, a lot of opportunities, but you need to be disciplined as a buyer to make sure you know what you're what you're trying to achieve uh, and your discipline and your approach to execution. Definitely some overlap there with general investing principles, patience, uh, everything. Absolutely. And any other trends in the RIA space that you've been watching, Mike? 
You know, I think it goes along with some of the drivers for M&A, but, you know, scale matters. It used to be a big deal to be a billion dollar firm. And that meant you had, you know, the ability to make certain investments. Um, the stakes have continued to rise. The expectations for, you know, clients in terms of what you're going to deliver in value proposition have only increased. So, you know, from my perspective, one major macro trend is that scale matters in terms of your ability to invest in technology, invest in people, um, resources to continue to deliver value proposition um, for clients. They expect more, they want more. It's very competitive to, to win and retain clients. So I think you have to have scale. And I think that's where you see a number of you know, smaller firms get to those points where there's an inflection and you have to decide, am I willing to make the necessary investment in dollars, resources, time to reach the next plateau of capability to continue to serve clients and uh, and it's difficult to do it alone. So I think the macro trend of, you know, being part of a larger organization where you can be a true fiduciary, serve your clients, have the flexibility that the independent side of the business offers um, and, the, and the, the ability to stay aligned with clients in terms of interest in an unconflicted way are merging with the need to, to be with a scaled partner that can be bring leverage across HR, technology, operations, investments. And I think that's where, you know, we, we see our ability to add value as we bring firms together into, into what we're building at Wellspire. Why is growth so important? I mean, you've already grown so much, but how do you stay focused on that future growth as well? From our firm's perspective, um, there's really three pillars. It starts with a solid foundation of client retention. We work really hard to win clients um, and you have to be able to retain them. So our primary objective is having an unbelievably positive experience with our existing clients. So one, they wanna stay with us and two, they wanna refer other people. Then we look at organic growth and that's the life lifeblood of any business, right? If you're not growing, you're going to have some natural attrition with clients just based upon, you know, uh, life events. Uh, unfortunately, clients are going to pass away. People are going to get divorced. There's a natural attrition. We target 98% plus client retention, and we've been able to exceed that. So off a solid foundation of client retention, then you have to look at how do you cultivate healthy levels of organic growth on an ongoing basis? And that's important for the sustainability of the business. It's important for growth opportunities. One of the things that we've done very well is bring entry-level people into the industry out of CFP programs, undergraduate, and develop them thoughtfully as advisor associates, senior advisor associates, entry-level advisors. The opportunity set for those individuals to continue to progress their career is dependent upon ongoing growth. So we look at organic growth as a way to continue to facilitate opportunities for you know our people to progress in their careers the last component the third leg is inorganic growth and that's about scale it's about broadening the the geographic reach of the organization and again that's about integrating talent it's incredibly difficult right now in the ra market um, to hire people it's very competitive because i think people have seen the value of the model so being able to execute thoughtful M&A in a way to bring more talent together is definitely um, a, a big contributor to on ongoing growth for the firm. And of course, diversity and inclusion is so important. How are you approaching DNI with your clients as well as with your employees? You know, that, that's a great question. It is incredibly important. And, you know, I think there's aspects where we look at Wellspire and we feel we've made 
progress relative to kind of the RA industry as a whole. We've got an outsized percentage of, you know, female advisors relative to benchmarks in the industry, but there's a ton of areas of diversity where we're not nearly where we aspire to be. So one of the things that we've done in the last 18 months is establish a diversity, inclusion, and belonging committee. And it's important, all three pieces, diversity, bringing a more diverse population of people together within the firm, making sure that everyone feels included um, and also that they belong, right? So it's been very intentional to structure that way. And, and that committee, it's 20 people strong within Wellspire is focused on how do we make progress in terms of training all of our people around diversity, inclusion, and belonging. And that's things like unconscious bias, and, and it's really getting people to be open to how do you become a champion for driving diversity uh, across the organization. We've looked at it from a sourcing of talent. How do we rethink the ways in which we bring talent to the organization. And that's everything from on-campus recruiting, which colleges you go to, um, how we think about bringing talent to the industry. And I think there's a ton of opportunity for the RA industry as a whole to rethink that. There's a lot of professionals that may have stepped away from industry. And I think you know financial planning, the RAA landscape is a great opportunity for people to re-enter the market, but how do we build sustainable programs to do that? And then the last is, you know, philanthropic engagement, local engagement. So our committee is focused on, are there organizations that are driving diversity locally in the communities we operate at the national level, at the enterprise level that we can partner with? So we're doing some really interesting things there. We were an initial um, uh, investor in the Advisors Give Back initiative, which is a great way to take the skill sets our people have and express that in, in a way that can have impact in, in local communities. So, you know, we're in the early innings. We, we're, we're very humble and honest in recognizing how far we have to go, but it's an absolute strategic priority for Wellspire and I think for the industry as a whole to bring more diversity um, to our landscape. Yeah, it feels like early innings for the industry as a whole. So finally, Mike, it's kind of the elephant in the room, but how are you approaching return to work? We're seeing all sorts of different strategies for different firms and, and different corporations as well, especially with the Delta variant. Yeah, great question. I, I think we're approaching it thoughtfully and with a lot of flexibility. Um, when, when we initially pivoted to 100% remote, there was an absolute acceleration of adoption of technology to work in a virtual environment. And people often say um, necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, necessity is also the mother of acceleration. And in some instances, the technology for people to engage virtually, to do video calls, to do via Zoom and Teams, all that existed. But if we had asked advisors and clients to aggressively adopt it, we probably would have had very low you know, traction. Necessity, when we were only in a virtual environment, required everyone to adopt it. Um, I find as we start to return to work, things are actually getting more complicated because you're dealing now with a hybrid world. And the question for us becomes, how do you take advantage of all the positive things we learned, you know, operating remotely, using technology to, to, to increase connectivity with clients, to engage with them more digitally, to offer employees greater flexibility, while at the same time reconnecting with all the value proposition of meeting 
in person. And that's employees meeting in person, meeting with clients in person. There's a lot of stuff that just organically happens in an office that you can't recreate virtually. So, you know, our focus has been get experience in the hybrid model. We started with a phase one, which was completely voluntary so that early adopters who wanted to get back into the office could about, a, you know, recently we moved into phase two. So that was more individuals coming into office on a consistent basis. And that's given us a lot of operating experience to understand how do we take the best of both worlds. When I look to the future, it's absolutely more hybrid. We've learned and proven that we can be more flexible. That'll be great for employees. It'll be great for, for clients. Um, we talk a lot internally about making sure our office is a magnet, not a mandate. It shouldn't be a mandate that you have to be in the office. You should want to be in the office because there's attractive things that occur there that you can't recreate virtually. And that's, you know, teaching, um, you know, younger employees, pulling them into a, uh, onto a call, um, the ad hoc stuff that happens in, in offices that can't be scripted or, or, or scheduled. So um, we're, we're eager to lean into the hybrid model. We're getting a lot of oper operating experience, but first and foremost, we've always looked at the safety of our employees and, and by extension, our clients as the first and foremost priority. Um, so we're doing it in a very thoughtful, logical, incremental way. A magnet, not a mandate. I, I like that. Well, Mike, always great to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to talk with you. And thank you for watching. Once again, that was Mike Lamena, Chief Executive Officer at Wellspire Advisors. I'm Jenna Dagenhart with Asset TV. Thank you for tuning in to Meet the RIA. Be sure to visit AssetTV.com, your source for financial news and information, and where you can check out our other additional episodes of Meet the RIA. 